You are now listening to Everyday Adventures in Faith, a podcast created to inspire and encourage you to walk boldly in your faith because it's all an adventure. I'm your co-navigator, Ashley Thompson. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Adventures in Faith. I'm Ashley Thompson, your co-navigator, here to inspire and encourage you to walk boldly in your faith. And for today's episode, we have a natural hair queen that's not only a writer, but she's also changing big, a lot of big things in the natural hair care industry. Today we have Stacy Bailey Lawrence. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Not feeling 100% today, probably because of the rain, but I'm mostly good. I'm blessed. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Stacey, is, do you remember when we met at A&T? I, I kind of remember you in the cafeteria. Um, Marcus, my husband, he introduced me to you, but do you remember when we met? Hmm. <laughs> I don't, actually. I know I've seen you around campus, and I remember meeting you through Marcus. Right. But and outside I, of that. Okay, because I, um, I just remembered uh, when I when I met you, I would tell uh, Marcus, I said, she's a, she's a great person that uh, you should be friends with, and uh, I'm just glad oh. that we were able to have a, our own relationship a little bit later. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. You two are so cute together. Thank you. (laughs) And so um, I guess starting at that time, what was your major? I think it was something with journalism. I wasn't sure. Yeah, so my major at A&T was in print journalism. Okay. And what, uh, what made you decide to go into print journalism? Um... Honestly, I always knew I wanted to go to A&T. It's a school that a lot of people in my family have gone to. My older brother went to A&T as well. Um, I know that A&T is largely a technical and obviously agricultural and technical university. Um, A lot of Mm -hmm. engineers and mechanical, civil, all that good stuff. But um, I enjoy writing poetry. Um, I enjoy English classes. Writing is something that comes easy for me, and a little-known fact about me, when I was younger, I would actually um, have little radio shows with my little Fisher-Price <laughs> radio with the <laughs> microphone, and I would actually conduct different interviews with, like, family members and whatnot. So for me, um, with that creativity and writing, it just made sense for me to go into print journalism. Okay. And what was your uh, plan when you went into that major? What what were you planning to do once you graduated? I don't know if I had one. <laughs> does any, I, I don't want to say does anybody have a broad. <laughs> it is. It is kind of broad. Um, I mean, I could have gone. I don't. I'm not great in front of a camera, so I knew I didn't want right. to do anything like up in the front. I'm kind of a background kind of person. Um, I like to be that supportive person. I don't always need credit for what's being done. I just want to make sure that the message is still there. 
so for me, I just always knew that I wanted to be, you know, writing stories that matter, stories that connect people, stories that reach people, and, you know, just let folks know that we're all connected in some way. That was really my main thing, even if it's just my name on a byline and there's no photo or no image of me related to it, I'm perfectly fine with that because my focus is just on getting the messaging out there. And I'm kind of the, the same way. I like to uh, be in the background. Um, I know, like, uh, back in middle school, I, I was in honors uh, English, and one of the things we had to do was uh, talk in front of the camera to, I guess, uh, talk about the lunch menu and share some quotes and I hated uh, being in front of the camera, but I didn't mind actually creating things that was going to be hanging up in the hallway. So I was more of a hands-on person, but I didn't like being in the front as well. Right. I definitely understand that for sure. I was the same way. Right. I still am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you you majored in that and then... Uh, so once once you graduated, what what did you end up doing? Um, after I graduated, I started grad school. Um, actually, graduated in May, mm-hmm. and then started grad school that same August. Um, it was an online degree that I was getting from Quinnipiac University, which is based in Connecticut. And I got that. Um, I worked on that for two years. Finished it. Got my master's in interactive communications. And through that program, I was able able to touch on social media, um, content management, website production. We did photography, design, videography. um, Mm -hmm. Messed around with Flash for a little bit, even though that's kind of fallen by the wayside nowadays. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I did that um, while working a job in retail. So there's a balance there, but... I got it done. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that do sound fun. And and what is that called again? What was that major? It was at the time that I, I think they've changed it now, but at the time it was called Interactive Communications. Okay. And so, okay, so you're you're doing that, and you say you're working in retail, but our listeners don't know that you actually started a company. And could you tell us more about how you started Another Brown Creation? Oh, well, let's see. I finished my master's in 2012. I left retail in 2015 and started working in a public affairs office in California. Um, Mm -hmm. Did that through this year, 2019, and then that's when I started Another Brown Creation. Uh, the funny thing about another brown creation, so my first product, um, I use these little plastic beads. They're called perler beads, or some people call them fuse beads because you melt them together to harden them and make them like durable enough to use as jewelry and other crafts. But um, in my last job in the public affairs office, I got to go out in town and cover some of the events going on, and it was a small military town, so a lot of the events for the kids were focused on, like, STEM work, science, technology, engineering, and math. And there was a middle school summer camp that I attended and was covering. And one of the classes they taught um, was about 
what was it? Like creating eight foot images, like video mm-hmm. game type images where you have those little blocks that create a larger picture. And to do right. that, they were using these perlers. So you take these individual perlers, you let the kids design them, and you melt them together, and then you have the larger image. And I saw that, and I was like, that's really neat. And in my brain, I'm like thinking of all these cute little things I could do with that. And when I started out, I really didn't know what I wanted to create. My husband, he's actually really big into video games. And I started out making video game type characters and little PlayStation controllers and whatnot, but it didn't connect with me. Mm -hmm. So when I started um, just playing around with different shapes, I don't know, honestly, like something came to me and I tried it out and I was like, that looks like a face. (laughs) And so I started adding hair to it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Natural hair, duh, because I've been natural for seven years now. Right. And I said, that's something I'm passionate about. That's something that, you know, is important to me. And I love that more and more women are embracing their natural hair. And it just kind of grew from there. Um, the very first one I created, her name was Aisha. Mm-hmm. Um, I made that one, and then I kind of got away from it because of work and busy scheduling. But it wasn't until this year that I really sat down and said, okay, I can make a ton of these. Like, Let me just sit down and really just go for it. And I did. And up to mm-hmm. this point, I have about 20 different earring designs, all of them patterned after natural hairstyles. Um, and I'm saying that, but I haven't released all of them. <laughs> but I have, like, <laughs> more that are coming in 2020. So, yeah, that's kind of how that started. That's, that's a question I don't get a lot, like, where was the initial inspiration? It was really watching those kids putting the little pieces together and making these bigger pictures, and that's something that's important to me just in life in general is me being a little piece of a larger picture. So it resonated right. with me on different levels. That's so cool. I'm, I'm here uh, jotting down notes and I'm just seeing how your, um, just how your, your career path just kind of, uh, just kind of went in like a full circle. Cause you, you said when you were younger, uh, you were into, uh, you, you was always a writer and like a creative writer, like doing poetry and things like that. And then just how you went into your, you kept uh, working on your craft with writing, and then you went into your master's, uh, getting more creative, and now into your company. I I just think that's pretty cool how it was all able to come back around for you. I guess I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. Right. <laughs> I think sometimes we get so caught up in the journey that we don't realize that, you know what, this this is a full path that I've taken here, but you're exactly right. Right. And so with, with that class uh, you were seeing with the students, was that a free class or uh, was that a part of your job? Like how were you able to uh, find, find that uh, program that they were doing? So I worked on a – military base, and mm-hmm. they had, um, what do you call it? So because it was a small town, the focus was really on those STEM projects and trying to hire internally. And internally, I just mean, like, 
get them to the point of having an interest in it because a lot of the families there, because it's kind of a remote location, um, mm-hmm. it's a lot of homegrownness. So the students who are in these programs have parents, have grandparents, have aunts, uncles, um, older cousins who either serve in the military or work as civilians on that base. So the base would create opportunities for them either through volunteers who worked on the base or outside companies that they would pay for the students to have these type of opportunities where they could get experience in the science, technology, engineering, and math fields so that they could, you know, gain that interest, not just so they could work on the base in the future if they wanted to, but just so they had that opportunity. Because STEM in general is is a growing field and it's going to continue to grow. So it was important to them to expose them to that. Um, Where I worked, I was able to go out and write stories about these different programs. And I was also able to volunteer myself um, in some of the programs we had for middle school students on the base. And the same thing, it introduced them to those STEM fields and, you know, just created a platform where they could see people doing what they might want to do one day. So that was really a really awesome job to have. Nice. And I I know uh, for me, when I first started off with uh, my biology major, I, I did like a, a lot of volunteering. And, um, yeah, just being in the atmosphere around, like, especially younger people, it really sparks a lot of uh it really sparks like your creativity juices to start flowing and you start getting ideas just being in the atmosphere around other people especially uh younger people so that was pretty good that you were able to do that for sure kids don't even know that they're inspiring adults (laughs) i don't think they're just kind of going about their lives but yeah kids are super creative and just unafraid because they don't know to be afraid or, you know, they think they can do anything. And that's great. That's awesome. That's a right. great way to think. And then we get older and it's like limitations, limitations. Like, no, go back, go back. You can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so um, I want to go back to your your earrings. Uh, when I first uh, got a pair of, of your earrings, I, I love them, by the way. Oh, I, I think I have okay. I, I think I have Aisha. Uh, let's see. I think, I think you I have think... Nina. I'm sorry. Oh, what she said? Nina. I think you have the Nina style earring. Oh, okay. And so uh, when I first got the earrings, um, I was like, man, these, these are real nice and, and it's very different Like because I haven't seen any earrings that's like that in... Uh, when I first got the pair, I was kind of curious how you got started because I, I don't think I saw anything like that on YouTube, like where you could learn where you could learn how to do that. So that was pretty cool. Like you had got an idea from watching um, the other kids uh, make little images, but you were able to create that from just from your idea yourself. For sure. Um with my husband being so involved in the gaming community or that culture, because like I said, those eight, I'm probably saying it wrong, eight bit or kind of blocky looking images like you would see in the original Mario games right. um, and other games in that culture. Um, they're very familiar with the Perlers because that's something that relates to gaming specifically and there's different 
designs that mimic like the mushrooms and the turtle shell and um, Pikachu and all that stuff. So by going with him to these tournaments that he would attend, and I would see these booths, and they just had these perler designs in different sizes, and that was just reinforcing, okay, this is something that people want. So I researched, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I see all these things relating to, you know, you got shapes out there, and everything from food to little cars to video game characters to just a whole gamut of designs that are out there. If you research, like, perler earrings or perler jewelry, a myriad of things will come up. But what I was not seeing were images that I connected to. And I felt like I wanted to, you know, take this thing that I found interesting and that someone that's close to me is a part of through video gaming. And I wanted to kind of merge that into something and create a new audience for it, if that makes sense. Um, Right. So I really just wanted to kind of introduce, hey, you know, there's this design style and there's somebody here who can make designs that connect to you, not just people who are into video games, but just an average person like you or me who has natural hair, who has brown skin, and you can wear this and feel seen. That's really my biggest thing there is just I just want people to be felt seen. Nice. And so... How did you come up with the name Another Brown Creation? Um, <laughs> and that's kind of funny. <laughs> so my first design, her name is Aisha, and I'm a 90s girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I grew up in the 90s, and I have a sister who's like a decade older than me. So when I think of the name Aisha, I think about um, the group Another Bad Creation, and one of their top oh, songs yeah, is called Aisha. I, I remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so for me, I was like, well, I want this to be, you know, a little different. I said another brown creation. And and messing with, you know, the wording in my – I think I'm reworking a logo. I'm not sure on that. But I've just kind of been messing with the text a little bit. And what mm-hmm. I recently found, and this was like maybe a month ago that I discovered – that within those words, you find her own creation. And I'm like, I didn't even know <laughs> that was going to happen when I created the name Another Brown Creation. But that just oh. says to me, this had a bigger meaning than I even realized it did. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That's that's very good. I I feel like um, like even though you're, you're already established now, but I, I really – honestly see you uh growing like real big because you just put so much thought into it and um that your products look real good and uh i don't know just seeing how everything is connecting it it really seems like it's going to be uh real big i hope so i hope so yeah, i mean that's, the, that's what i'm about and i appreciate that affirmation because i you know, and you know, like having a business of any sort or having a personal venture, whether professionally or otherwise, like it's it's kind of rough because you don't know <laughs> how big right. it could be. You don't know if people are going to be receptive to it. So it, it's scary, but it, it's worth it for sure. Right. And so, okay, so you 
you started making these earrings and how did you like how did you start to um uh, tell people about it um so I'm one of those people where I'm super stubborn <laughs> like <laughs> I will try it eight different times before I say hey I actually I need help with this <laughs> so it wasn't something that I initially you know, talked about among close friends and family because I wanted a genuine, organic um, reaction. I wanted to reach out to people that I didn't necessarily know, but I knew that I needed to start somewhere. So I did reach out to you. Um, I reached out to a cousin-in-law. I reached out to, I think, about five or six people that I know and who have natural hair, and who I know are into fashion and kind of have some type of influence, either online or in their personal life, or both. So I sent out some free pairs of earrings to you and some other individuals just to kind of, you know, one, gauge your feedback on it, two, that helped me with figuring out my processing as far as the time frame it takes me to make it, put it together, ship it, all that good stuff, how much it was going to cost. And then also, um, hopefully, for you all to wear them and people around you to say, hey, you know, where'd you get those? Or I really like those. You know, where can I get some? So I kind of had to step out of my stubbornness and say, you know what, I do need help. <laughs> I appreciate you doing that like immensely. That was a big help. Of course, I I really liked them, and um, I I think what you did was was pretty smart because I I know like when you first just in general when you first start a business it's natural to go to your uh, family and of course they're well for the most part they're going to support you but when you go out to friends or uh, people you don't really uh, know too much and you get honest feedback, that's when you really know that you have something and that's what you did. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, just I wanted to jump out, I guess really jump out on faith and just say, you know what, I'm going to start with, you know, not my close, close friends, but people who I know and people who I know will be honest with me. You know, that's right. super important. And so, okay, so you, you started with, um, like, branching out and uh, giving out your earrings, but then you started uh, making sweatshirts, I believe. I did. I did. And how did you get started with that? I didn't know that sweatshirts was even going to be part of what I was doing. I came out initially thinking I'm just going to make earrings, make earrings, you know, keep getting hairstyle inspiration, make earrings. And I follow um, a lot of different small boutiques online. And I don't know, it was kind of the same thing. I was seeing things, I was getting inspired. And what I did was I actually and I can credit my masters, um, I was able to recreate my perler designs on 
my computer through a photo editing program and from there create a layout or an outline rather for an image that I could create my t-shirts from. So Wow, so I you, just you had did this. that all by yourself. I did. I did all of my shirts. Um, the small images you see up there, they're all things that, you know, as a person with natural hair, I've used. There's a spray bottle, there's combs, there's mirrors, there's jars, there's bobby pins, scissors, there's hair clamps, there's, you know, I think there's like a tree up there that kind of represents the natural products like the aloe and the shea and the coconut. Um, right. So, yeah, I just thought of, you know, what makes me or what do I connect to when it comes to natural hair, and I just use those items to, you know, fill in that outline that I initially got from the earring. So, again, I guess it came full circle. I was able to take my own product, um, take something out of it, and then add something new to it to give it a fresh approach and create a completely different product that I didn't even start out thinking I would do. Right. And I, I really love it because uh, just the outline of it. Um, so listeners, when, when after you finish listening to this episode, make sure you check her check her out because her products really do look good. Um, but the, the sweatshirt, uh, yeah, just how you were able to frame the, frame the, uh, the female with all those products and stuff, I, I just think that was very creative. Thank you. Welcome. And so um, would you say that uh, getting your master's, uh, did that help you a lot? Or if you didn't have your master's, would you still be able to accomplish what you did? Um, that's a question. I think... When I got my master's, I wanted to expand my knowledge um, because what I got in undergrad was the hands-on, you know, going out, getting interviews, getting reliable sources, learning how to write an AP style, formatting, all that good stuff, uh, which was great. But what I got in my master's was, you know, more of the photography side, more of the photo editing and photo taking side of things. And Illustrator was definitely one of those programs that was super helpful to me. And even social media, to a certain extent, was something that I feel has still been helpful to me, even though social media is constantly changing. And right. that's one thing that I love slash hate. <laughs> and hate's a strong mm-hmm. word, but it's a pro and a con of the media field or any field, really, because it's constantly changing and changing and mm-hmm. changing, and people are coming up with new ideas and better ways to do things. But, you know, I pull from things that I learned in grad school in different parts of my life. It's come in handy. It's good to have at least touched on it, um, even though I wasn't, like, immersed in it, like, working full-time in it while I was getting it. But a large part of you know, what I'm doing now, even though I touch on my master's work, it also comes from me just doing the research and me, you know, contacting and connecting with people who I don't know. I've never met, but I follow their work online. It's been prayer. It's been, you know, just listening to not just 
God, but to the people around me and just kind of feeding off of that energy and motivation and thinking, you know what, let me try this. I see this and this is inspiring. Let me try and see if I can apply this to this area. So I guess to answer your question, I don't know. I do think it was beneficial for sure for me to get that master's. I'm still paying for it. So I hope that I'm still <laughs> benefiting from it. But um yeah, I think my faith and, you know, the people and the things that I choose to follow, you know, that also plays a major part in the success I've had so far. Yes. That's so good. And also, um yes, with with God with God helping you your yes, like you said, your faith and also because you have you just have a natural skill. You you're just naturally creative. So, um, with you getting your master's, it it kind of complemented what you already had. I guess it, um, yeah, it complemented what you already had, and so it just made sense for all all of this to start coming out of you at this time. And so, how do you um, how do you fund all of this? Because I oof. I guess looking from a distance, it it seemed like it was, well, I, I kind of know since I, I have my own business, it, it can get kind of expensive. That's why I'm still at my pharmaceutical job. Like how, how do you, how are you able to fund your business? Um, a lot of faith, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of um, going without when needed. When I moved back to the East Coast from California, um, I applied to jobs in that same field. I applied to jobs not just that lined up with my last job, but um, just that lined up with my skills. And I wasn't getting anything. And the move was, for me personally, it was, I don't want to say disruptive, but it definitely took me out of my comfort zone because I had gotten into a routine and, you know, I knew people in California. And, you know, I've never lived in Charlotte where I am now. And it was kind of starting over for me, and it, it kind of shook me a bit. But honestly, I think it takes, you know, that disruption to really push you in the direction that you need to go into and kind of wake you up and say, you know what, I need to make a change. So right. I'm thankful that in my last job, um, I was making a decent amount. And my husband and I, we were not the type to, like, show out or show off for anybody. Like, we live within or below our means. So I had been saving up. So unfortunately, you know, I had to tap into, you know, what I'd been saving up to be able to do what I'm doing now. And, you know, I had to look at it as this is an investment, you know. And what I try to do from day to day is just look at, okay, you know, I can spend money here and it's temporary, or I can spend money here and have lasting effects. So it's really just a matter of, you know, just looking at what I have, what I can do. Because starting a business, yeah, it it, it costs (laughs) for sure. You're (laughs) definitely right about that. Um, And now I have an additional job um, that I just started recently to supplement, you know, because I have to fill back in the savings that I've taken up up to this point. So right. that, that's 
that's been an adjustment for sure, but it's it's doable. That's good. And so uh, what are some new things that you're working on with Another Brown Creation? I am working on keychains. Um, my earrings use what are called mini perler beads, and then there are standard size perler beads that are about five times bigger maybe. So I'm using the standard size perler beads to create keychains right now. Um, okay. Something else that I've kind of started working on is stickers. Um, because my audience, it kind of ranges from like the teenage to beyond. So I want to create stickers. You know, girls can put them on their binders, put them on their notebooks. Um, stickers that you can put on your laptop, things like that. You know, just more branding and get that right. image out there because like I said, it's important that people feel seen. And I just want to create something that makes people feel, you know, included. And I, I think you've chosen an excellent market, um, not only because you connect with it already, uh, being natural over seven years, but, um, yeah, I, I, think the, I think the market is great. And also the location that you guys are in, I, I can only imagine it, it should be a lot of opportunities in Charlotte for you. It should to be. To put your name out there. And that's, I really need to... And the next year, I have to do better about, you know, just being vocal about what I'm working on because, like I said, I'm behind the scenes. <laughs> so I'm not always, you know, just saying, hey, I got this going on. Hey, you know, I think you would like this. I got this going on. I'm, I've just never been that person. And I know mm -hmm. that you understand, like, as an introvert, you don't just want to walk up to people and say, hey, I have this going on, and I think you might right. be interested. Um, that's, that's harder for me, for sure. So I have to continue to step out of my comfort zone and make people aware that I'm here. And, you know, I also want to get my inventory up so that at some point, you know, I can just have it with me. And if I talk about it and they say, oh, I'd like to see one, you know, I can just pull one out and say, this is an example of what I have and maybe even sell it on the spot. But, you know, that's, those are steps that I'm trying to get to, for sure. Yes, and I, I definitely agree. I, um, I rather like wear my product, and if you see it, you see it, and we can have a conversation. Right. But, I, <laughs> yeah, it it can get kind of hard for me to just say, oh, I, I'm also a children's book author. Like, um, recently I I went home back to South Carolina, and I ran into one of my high school teachers. And I was just going to tell her about my um, my pharmaceutical job because she she was a uh, a science teacher of mine. But then my mom that was my mom that was with me, she said Ashley mentioned that you also write books, and I said, oh yeah, I, and I also write uh, children's books. <laughs> so yeah, it it does take a lot to uh, just continue to be vocal and uh, share your business to people. For sure, for sure. It's and it and because it's still new, I think right. um, it's not something that you go to immediately. It's like, well, yeah, this is you know what I've been doing for years, but this is something that's still fresh. 
and it's not that you're not proud of it. It's just, you know, one, you don't know if they'll be receptive to it, and two, you're just not used to talking about it yet. Right. And so I guess now as we uh, get close, close, get a close on um, our adventure, what are three takeaways that you would like our listeners to take away from you? Um, for me personally or from another brown creation or? Uh, both. Uh, three takeaways. Don't limit yourself. Um, don't be so much in your box that you don't take the time to explore other possibilities. Um, don't limit yourself in what you're capable of doing and don't limit yourself in who's willing to help you because you don't know unless you ask. Um, A second thing would be to always know that you're worthy of the compliments that you're getting. You're worthy of the business that you're getting. And even if, you know, things are going slow or not in the direction that you think they should be going in, know that he knows your worth and he's working on something that you can't even see. Um, and the third thing, the third thing would be don't stop, you know, just through whatever is happening, just keep pushing a little more, even if it's just using 10 minutes a day, whether it's fitness related, whether it's health, whether it's, um, building or growing your personal or professional relationships, just keep going, just when you feel like you don't have anything, let's just take just a little bit and just push it a little bit because those, that little bit, it adds up. So just keep going. So keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't limit yourself and know your worth. Those are my three takeaways. Thank you, Stacey. So, no problem. Um, Thank you, Ashley. Yes. <laughs> uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you? So that. I know after hearing all of this, they're like, how can we get these Aisha, Nina earrings and this sweatshirt that they keep talking about? So I have right now an Etsy page, um, E-T-S-Y. That's Etsy.com slash shop slash another brown creation, all one word. Um, You can get to my online store there. I'm also on Instagram. Um, at another brown creation, also one word, and I have a Facebook page, um, which could use some love. So apologies if it looks a little empty there, <laughs> but my <laughs> Facebook page also, if you search um, three separate words, another brown creation, um, you'll see my page pop up. It'll be a cute little brown girl or an image. It's not an actual person, but it's kind of a perler type design. Um, little brown girl with a little teeny weeny afro that'll pop up, and that's me. <laughs> nice. So thank you, Stacy. Thank you for uh, sharing your adventure with us today. No worries. I, like I said, I'm happy to be here, and I love what you're doing, Ashley. I really do. Thank you. Hey guys, 
Thanks for listening to Everyday Adventures in Faith. If you want to find me online, head to Everyday Adventures in Faith on Instagram and Facebook. If you love the show, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys, and see you on the next adventure. Bye.